Hello. Hey, everyone. I'm Kay. I'm Craig. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Welcome back this week. Um, this episode's kind of fun because we previously recorded it. Yes, we did. And someone's audio was messed up. I'm not going to say whose. We're not going to name names, but someone was a flop here. Someone was a flop. And it was definitely me. And it was Craig yeah. who recorded the audio on his laptop. On my laptop audio. and not the microphone. So it you was know, super I wonky. might be young. But my technological skills are not no. where they should be. I'm the Freddie Benson of the of the group. She really is. I she is our tech did. producer. In three, two. He never says the never one. Never say the one. Never say the Why one. Why does he not say the one? It's something that techies know. You, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. So techies, reach out to us. Let us know why. No, I'm a techie, so I know. Oh, then. And I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Get with it. I guess I'll have to. Um. Anyway. I'll just tell you guys the topic now because, you know, I don't want to bury the lead or anything, but Mm -hmm. because it is Women's History Month and it still will be by the time we upload this. It will be. It will be, uh, which is March, if you don't know. Um, We are rating our top five favorite pop girlies, as I put it, but just like women. Women and pop music. Pop music. But we want to, yeah, we want to be clear and make it specific we're like talking about pop music today we are going to do future episodes where we um explore different genres of music so like if like you hear us talking today and like we don't hit the the people you were hoping for they are coming don't you worry if you're confused why i didn't mention like mitski or something or like phoebe or phoebe um they probably are gonna have their own episodes honestly yeah yeah anyway anyways let's um intro our first segment as we always do Yes, by the time you're hearing this. By the time you're hearing this. And honestly, by the time you're hearing this, it it, it might be still somewhat fresh. I hope so, yeah. Because we're starting to get caught up. Yeah, just a little. a little stressful, but it's fine. What What is this world without stress? It's not a world. It's not a world. Stress started the world, technically, the Big Bang. Yeah. It's just a very stressful time for those, those atoms. Society thrives on stress. You know, I the, mean, you know, there's like jokes on like social, I think capitalism does, but me saying jokes on social media. Let me be more specific. Those memes on social media where it's like if men went to therapy and it's like this futuristic the utopia, society, yeah. yeah, like the utopia society. No, like if we didn't have stress. Well, duh. Yeah. Um, I like to state the obvious. But so, I mean, I the the, the honestly the news this week has been pretty depressing. Very sad. And very depressing. I don't have a hot take on it other than like. It's it's sad. I think it's appropriate to take like a, a minute at least to talk about it. Like, you know, since we have the platform yeah. to speak on it. Obviously the hate crimes happening um specifically to Asian American Pacific Islanders mm-hmm. um as well as other groups, but that's kind of like what's happening right now is like that group needs our attention and needs our help. Um, amongst many others. And it's just obviously as we've been talking about, um, a so tragic. B like I'm like I can't even like, I'm almost at a loss of words, um, and it it's just the more it happens, it's always just more shocking. Like, yeah. The next story you hear. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's crazy to me that, I mean, this is gonna sound so stupid. Like that racism is still a thing. No, I got it. And like I just, think like what you hate someone because of where they're from. Yeah. Like, I, like, if you break down the concept itself, it sounds 
almost insane. Well, it is insane. It that's is the, insane. That's the point. But it's, and I think for someone like me who's a school teacher and like should be like in like the public's eye at all time, and I'm you know dealing with all different types of people from all different walks of life all the time. It's it's always in the forefront of my brain because unfortunately we do live in this society where there is you know a white supremacy and b just people with biases and prejudices and it comes through especially at a high school level and it's like it's so sad in essence where like i need to incorporate that into my teaching to be like hey like why are you why are you still thinking like this or why are you still acting like this yeah i mean it's because if you grow up in a culture where whiteness is prioritized and seen as almost like the default and all that stuff um you know you're going to always view asians and you know black people and you know latino people as the other and you know i think also the thing with asian people is like they're seen it they've been poised by and positioned by white people as like the model minority where it's like yeah. look how well they've assimilated like their high earners and all this stuff and it and it's also like, they're the, they're definitely the most um prevalent minority that becomes as we've talked about caricatures yeah but it's just like where they're they're seen they're almost like positioned against black people where it's like why don't you act more like asian people like mm, we're not yeah. racist look how asian people succeed but it's like no not all asian people are high earners and stuff like that like so many uh asian elders live in poverty yeah. or below the poverty line mm-hmm. like uh, it's just so it's actually like the perfect topic not like the perfect topic but this week in my grad class i'm taking a um class in um realism naturalism and we're talking about um cultural ethnicity and like multicultural studies within realism at the time and so like my focus personally like um for myself this week like each student got like a different focus and i'm focusing on asian americans assimilating into america in like the early 1900s and i had to read um i'm forgetting two of the author's names but i read like their poetry and their short stories um fantastic writers a b i just learned culturally so much because like history is never my strongest uh point but i learned about like literally the like how even then like obviously like racism is systemic in nature and it starts somewhere and basically when um all these people were immigrating from these different countries and they came to america a lot of um those of Asian descent were pushed out west, like towards California, mm-hmm. where they were expanding, um, and they were used basically as almost like American slaves. Like they were used for cheap, yeah, strenuous labor. Um, and there is a lot of like fighting within the communities and like backlash towards them um, during that time, like within the early 1900s to like the 1920s around that time. And of course, like it escalated with the First World War and going into other world wars. Um, I can go on forever about this, but basically it did open my eyes up to things I didn't know um, historically and just like how it's reflected through their literature and the realism of like the um, what they were going through. Like I remember one of the authors, um, I'm forgetting his, I think it was like Noguchi or something like that was his last name. And he wrote this poem called The Keepsake and he makes this really beautiful comparison as in like the um, essence of love and time and how they're people and like 
love is taken away and time eats like at you until you're dead and he compared it to like this gnawing rat that like is in your house like chewing at like the foundation or like a pillar and i'm just like not only is that like you know like a great image or a symbol but it's also probably what they went through they probably had not the best living conditions too and they had to deal with stuff like that and it's just painted so vividly yeah but so that's a lot of what the conversation has been surrounding this week in the news i mean like i wanted to maybe talk about like what's been going on with us just because like the news has been so heavy but like these are conversations we should have mm-hmm. and you should have with your friends and not just with Asian people because sometimes like that's a trauma that they just don't want to Yeah, and it's not their the it's not their job to educate us. Not even just like I mean like I understand like checking in on yeah. your Asian friends at the at right now, but like they know what's going on. Yeah, and I think it's important like I think um no matter um, which group we're talking about, what movement um, we are talking about, they always say, like, you need to have those uncomfortable conversations. And it's so true because, like, if you're not having them, then nothing's being done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy for you and I to talk about, like, a such a subject between each other, but we're both at the same, like, wavelength or mindset. And we both know, like, what is obviously right and what is obviously wrong. And others out there, are, like, maybe, like, family members or, like, distant friends or acquaintances or people we run into every day like on the streets they don't have the same views and that's where the um discussions get uncomfortable and they should be because we're supposed to be um advocating and educating yeah it's just uh yeah the world we live in what a world you know just sucks it feels weird just trying you know getting out of this topic in any meaningful way yeah you know, my thoughts go to the families of all the victims, not only um, from Atlanta, but also recently in Boulder. Yeah. Um, it's just, ugh, this country is so whack. And I know that's not any uh, groundbreaking statement, but, you know, it's just, you know, once we see things are like, oh, well, we're going back to normal, kind of. It's yeah. just like, yeah, well, back like to the, normal is mass shootings. Yeah, that, that that's what? normal, unfortunately. And until we see, I don't know, a little thing called gun reform. Shh, don't say those words. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who do I think I am? Like, honestly, um, I was actually talking to multiple people about this today, obviously, because it's a hot topic. But, like, for real, how many more people do we have to lose before you know until it becomes personal for a lot of those republican senators that's what i said i was talking to one of my coworkers today and i was like honestly i know this sounds awful but they they are so far removed from the conversation and like the um the potency and just the emergency behind the situation i'm like these people need to be brought to the side and be like okay but how would you feel if that was your kid mm-hmm. they can't but they wouldn't even conceptualize that because would never be their kid anyways so to transition out of that because i mean this isn't like a a political podcast but like that's this isn't even politics it's just like human Human rights and decency yeah um yeah so we're gonna do a, a quick little history segment um we've streamlined it now because we've practiced it once we did streamline it now 
Um, just going into the history of pop music just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like pop music, I feel, I don't know, some of the besties could correct me out there if they say I'm wrong because more often than not, I am wrong. Mm. I feel like the true birth of pop music was seen um, in the 80s, 1980s. Um, and pop I, music as we know it today. As we know it today, yeah. Like, and I actually put that in my notes as we see it today because a lot of the music we see incorporated into pop on the radios now has that 80s influence and like that heavy synth sound. Yeah. Which is just so, uh, it just has a good, It there's a reason it came back. Yeah. It, it did the damn thing. Um. As I mentioned, it has that heavy synth influence um, in terms of just music itself and pop music. That was also like the reinvention of the music video was the 1980s. Well, it was just the invention of the music video. Yeah. There weren't really music videos until like the late 70s, early 80s. That's true. Video killed the radio star. It did. What a bop. That is a that is a good song. That is a really good but song. But no, it really is true. Just like and I think this is a working theory I have. I haven't put that much thought into it. But that pop music is somewhat of a visual genre. Yes. Where like when you hear it, you also see it. And I think it is because it is so tied to the idea of a music video or of a pop artist who has a big persona. Whereas like when you listen to indie music or rock music, um, a lot of the times you don't have certain visuals associated with it. It's more, I mean, I don't want to say it's just vibes, but like, it I don't is. know what a lot of the indie artists I listen to look like. And I'm okay with that because yeah. it's not a visual It's not prevalent. Genre. It's not like essential. Um, and as you're kind of noting, like the, like I'm almost losing my words today. The visual aspect. The visual yeah, aspect thank you. The it. visual aspect of it. Um, Image is everything for the pop music industry. It's very significant. Um, it creates, you know, revenue. It's that boom of the music video. And then it also adds to the concept of, like, live performances mm -hmm. um, and this idea of the spectacular. That is yeah. pop music. Like, it is big. It is ever-changing um, over time. And also what it, like, pop music in itself is its own, like, almost, like, microcosm of an industry, like, within the music industry. Because mm -hmm. you have... Um, these record labels that are commercially recording music for mass appeal. So literally like not to like degrade pop music, but that's kind of what it is. It's creating this mass appeal and that's why it hits radios. And like I said, it changes over time to constantly fit the mm -hmm. needs of, um, you know, humans at that time. It's the most sellable music. Yes. It's, you know, daddy marks would hate it and love it. Yeah. That's why I love when pop music is this, goes kind of that uh, anti-consumerist yeah. route because it's just like it's a very fun irony that's kind of interesting to play with. I agree. Um, you know when you have <laughs> the uh, Marxist anthem "Work Bitch" by Britney Spears. Yeah. Or uh, nine to five. Were you the one who sent me that TikTok about uh, someone talking about pop music? And he's like, it was this guy, and he's like explaining like the different like. I think you sent me that. Oh, I might have. I'm trying to, <laughs> well, obviously, I didn't find Someone sent it to me, but he's like, this the guy was like, you know, as soon as. Oh, yeah. When they, so they say work in a song. Yes. When like when like a woman in a pop song goes work, work, work. That gets me. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. It's so true. Um, In terms of 1980s, when we think of the queen of pop, who do we think? The 80s? Yeah. <gasps> Madonna. Madonna. 
Vogue. Yeah, baby. That is like, I think that's the pinnacle of music videos, honestly. Like I, that was, I that exploded. She kind of, she didn't create music videos. Of course though, not, but, but like, she like, did. She made them popular. Like when she was dropping a music video, that was an event. The same Everyone way, was there for it. Yeah, the same way like now when, I don't know, Taylor Swift drops her music video. Yeah. Or Beyonce. Beyonce, sure. Yeah. Rihanna, if she ever makes music again. I know. Come on, Rihanna. <laughs> you promised us, and we've been waiting. Whatever. She points me sometimes. She really does, too. But at the same time, like, she'll give us crumbs, and I'm happy with yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, another person, like, within the pop music scene, who I think has been very important for the 80s, and overall just pop music as a whole, and probably one of my favorites, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Like, the vocals, babe. Yeah, it's all about the vocals. Like, I mean, that's not she... to say that Madonna didn't have vocals, but like when you think Whitney, you're thinking Whitney had vocals. the range. Yeah, like literally, metaphorically, spiritually, in so many ways. In so many ways, like she had the range. Um, just like I, it's pure serotonin when any of her songs come on. I just I don't think I realized like how big she was and how important she was. I think until she until was she gone. passed. I and I don't know yes. if it's because I was young, or no, it's for sure because you know she was a black musician and I'm raised in a very white environment where yeah. you know the musicians that I listened to mostly growing up were white. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because of other. I think age plays industry. a huge huge part because we're only a few years apart, and I remember. I remember exactly where I was when I found out she had passed away. I was in a diner with, like, my mom and my mom's friend. And we were, like, getting dinner or something. And it came on the news. And, like, everyone was, like, in total shock. I don't remember where I was for that. I feel like I was just walking around my neighborhood and, like, someone shouted it from, like, a house. Like, one of the parents. Yeah. We were just playing. We were, like, who's Whitney Houston? Yeah. I'd, I, like, knew who she was, but I obviously was not really so into her because I was younger however I think it wasn't until like afterwards as I grew up a little bit more like I I knew some of her songs then but like I really got into her music and just totally vibed like I said like she is just if you are at the club and her song comes on you best believe you're gonna be on the dance floor Mm -hmm. she was just so uh she just has like such a presence she's just yeah she was just such a joy to listen to. She really was. Um, some other huge pop girlies from the 80s that I have listed. We have Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Paula Abdul. Straight up. Cold Hearted <laughs> Snake is probably one of my favorite songs. I've only listened to that one like once or twice. It's such a bop. And like honestly, like no injustice whatsoever, but the Glee version because um, what's her name? Uh, Naya Rivera sings it. Mm. The choreography unmatched. Yeah, well, I mean like Paula again like with the visuals like she was a dancer and so that really she's a performer yeah Yeah. um we have Cher of course Mm -hmm. who Uh, really started in like the 70s but I guess made herself more of a solo presence in the 80s um Janet Jackson Mm -hmm. um what someone we both really love Cindy Cindy Lauper yeah yeah I could just tell who you were gonna say I'm like uh time after time man I yeah again like I was like 
six years old, like, swinging on the swing set, listening to that on the radio and being like, oh, yes, Cindy, you get me. And it's just like, yeah. who hurt you, little I was girl? De- <laughs> I was definitely, like, young and on the bus, like, listening to that song in my headphone for no reason. Why should yeah. I have been listening to that? I don't know. On my way to school at, like, 6.50-something in the morning. Yeah. yeah no, it shouldn't mm-hmm. have been happening. Um, And then we have, like, groups like the Go-Go's and mm-hmm. the Bangles. Mm-hmm. Um, again, showing that, like, girl power influence. Um, and then heading into the 90s. That's when I was born. Yeah, 90s babies. Um, so we have this heavy R&B influence kind of make its way into the pop scene. A.K.A. everything good starts with, like, black people. Yeah. And white people commodify it. Well, <laughs> we honestly, pop music, what it is today, and, like, how it started came from black people. Um, Most things in American culture. Not Most things in culture in general. Do. And that's not even me being like a woke little leftist. It's just like, no, it's just fucking true. It's just the truth. Yeah, like literally we owe them for every awesome thing we have. So we're going to take that from them. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, just stealing everything. Yeah. Americans. Something else. But it's not just Americans, you know, the British give it to Yeah, us. no, so I'm saying it's just white people. Too. Yeah, white people. We learned colonization from them best because, like, they did it to us, and then we're like, oh, that sucks. Now or we are going now we're to gonna do it to it other try. people. Yeah. Didn't learn our lessons. History, man. Anyways, um, so we have people like Mariah Carey. Yes. Still I a... don't know her. <laughs> you don't? No. I know you know her. I'm was, doing I, the joke. I was trying to do the bit too, but like, oh my god, you don't know her? Oh. God, we we are not in sync right now. About this. Yeah. Um, my bad. No, it's okay. Our Canadian queen, Shania Twain. Again, I'm not viewing her as the Canadian. Like when I think com- Canadian queen, Avril I th- no, I think Celine Dion. Oh. You're gay. You should know this. <laughs> I see. I had no idea. You judged me for not knowing Shania Twain with the most hick ass name was Canadian, but you didn't know Celine Dion was <laughs> fucking French Canadian. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? You know, I'm just. I need my gay car revoked. I really don't pay much attention. You to don't know Celine anything Dion. about Celine Dion I or don't. RuPaul's Drag Race. I like, don't. I don't even know who you are. Do you even like boys? <laughs> I don't know at this point. <laughs> oh um, man. Well, Celine Dion was actually next on my list. So can they, <laughs> Canada part my country. Canada part two. I whenever I think of Celine Dion, I just think of her unhinged interviews. Well, yeah, that's a big part of her. I love her. Do you think it's like a bit? Is that like part of the perso- her persona? Is or no, is I that just like... think she's unhinged. Okay, and she's so talented that we're just like we just whatever. we just go along with it. Yeah. Um, we got Cheryl Crow. Okay, you talking about being on the swing at six years old listening, <laughs> listening to Cindy Lauper. That was me probably at six years old listening to uh, Cheryl Crow's The First Cut is the Deepest. That song hit um, so hard. Always made me think about cake. <laughs> I don't know. Because I was like, Is the first cutting? cut the. I mean, technically, you're not wrong. Uh, not. I mean, come on now. Come on now. You have you because, have a valid like, point. I didn't know what she was talking about, like physic, like physically cutting, or like even just like cutting someone to the core emotionally, you know, metaphorically. And so I was like, first cut is the deepest. What's the thing I I think about first with cutting? Like, cake. what am I thinking about? Cake. Cake. 
I like cake. Have you ever seen that? I think it's a TikTok. Me and my best friend quote all the time. This girl's like, what am I thinking about? Pizza? She goes on like this whole long rant. And then afterwards, she's like, what am I thinking about? Pizza? No, I don't. <laughs> You're sounding like such a millennial right now, though. <laughs> You're like, you know that TikTok about like pizza? Okay, listen. I have to adult today. Ew. Listen. <laughs> Shut up. I haven't talked about avocado toast once until now. I like avocado toast. That's not a generational thing, honey. That's just what that it is. That is a millennial human. thing, though, where they're like, oh, my God. Like, well, I no, just that's like the brunch. boomer versus millennial thing. I went to brunch and I got avocado toast. Well, that's just like, yeah. Yeah. But no, it does slap. No, it does. I forget about it sometimes. And then I'm like, I'm reintroduced yeah, to you the remember idea of it. Every like few months, I'm like, oh. And then avocado I make toast. And then I buy a bunch of avocados and then I get sick of it by day three. And I'm mm. like, oh, now I got all these avocados and they're all going to go bad. Yeah. Anyways. That's life. Baby. Anyways, we also have um, our, our grungy princess, queen, whatever you wanted to refer to her as, Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. You ought to know. You ought to know. And you're wearing the book smart shirt I today. am. We- I'm wearing. Um, so if you've never seen book smart, there's a character named Jared and he wears a shirt with his own face on it. Um, and I'm wearing that shirt and it just goes inward like infinitely with him yeah it's, i want it's a, that shirt where'd you get it from i got it from the Booksmart store on the internet <laughs> they have their own store yeah like if you go on like booksmart.com or slash store or whatever oh well now i'm gonna have Means to check like, it out I, I gave money to olivia wilde i guess that is the I best hope she spent wa- that some is of the, it on a date with harry styles that is the best way to spend money is giving it to olivia wilde what she deserves also, during the 90s, we um, see this resurgence of girl groups, which is so important because obviously, like, boy bands, boy groups were a thing, mm-hmm. especially in the 90s. But yep. now we see, like, Destiny's Child. We mm-hmm. got Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, going on, we got the pop princesses. Um, we're going to state them now. They also have a heavy influence, I'd say, in the 2000s, but they make their, like, kind Debuts. of appearance in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So we have Britney Spears, of course. Mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera. Yep. What's the first? I'm just curious. What's the first song you think of when you hear Christina Aguilera? Um. What's the one? You are beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I didn't know what the name of it was. I I my brain just. It's the titular role. You need to stop saying that shit. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the first thing I think of Dirty. Okay. Such a I okay, so that was a song I bopped to when I was very, very I wasn't young. a big Christina Xena fan, if you will. And I shouldn't have been bopping to that song very, very young. That's like when um SMS by Rihanna came on mm. during uh not high school, middle school gym class and the gym teacher could not run fast enough to the radio to like change the station and all of us girls were like going like, I love this song and they were like singing along and he, the gym teacher was like, Oh well, I should not be playing this. Yeah. That was good times. The, good horny the, times. The fear school. of God was instilled into your gym teacher in that moment. Man, I've never seen a man move that fast. Yeah. We got Jessica Simpson. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. She. W- I feel like she was there for a very short time, too. And then we, She had her moments. Yeah. And then, of course, someone I love so much as well, Mandy Moore. Again, I don't think of her as a musician first. I think of her as an actress first. Like, and then, then you just musician. weren't there. Because she had albums. Maybe. She has bops. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to, like, 
I'm going to force you to listen to her after this. Anyways. The only time I've really heard her sing was in The Princess Diaries and Tangled. I thought you were going to. Wait, have you never seen A Walk to Remember? Oh, she sings in that? Yes. I don't remember. It's not a walk I remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where's the laugh thing? (laughs) Where's the laugh button? Where's the boo button? Um, You may boo. You may boo. No, she's in the school pie and she sings and that's when he like first falls for her. Right. I love her so much. Anyways, she's great. She is. Going into the 2000s, um, we have this like idea of multi-genre pop where it's just more encumbered. Can't talk. More you in- say that every single episode. Every single episode, and, you go, and, and, I can't talk today. Can you talk ever, bitch? <laughs> I can't, and it's funny because I'm an English major. Ah. Anyways. I can't talk. can't speak. Um, That would be grammatically correct. Yeah, I know. The English gods are revoking my... I'm getting my English card revoked. I'm getting my gay card revoked. What's next? What are you going to have left? You can have no personality left. <laughs> I mean... You might have your Swifty card still intact. Maybe. We'll, we'll see by the end of this. Oh, no. More encompassing to a diverse um, fan group. So, again, it's kind of taking all these different genres, blending them, and bringing more people Which to Which is them. only natural with the passage of time. Is it safe to say that pop music is like a cult in itself? What do you mean by a cult? Like, And I'm not talking about like a cult classic as in like film and cinema, but like, like a cult. Like, we are devoted to pop music. No, I just think it's it it slaps. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't think it's giving us any false promises or anything like that. We don't know. Sometimes sometimes artists don't deliver what we want. That's not a cult though. I I'm not forced to buy the album. You're not what? I'm not being forced to buy the no. album. I mean, you gotta be careful what you say, honey. Some cult people are gonna be listening. Go no no no, and no no no. There's our cult following. No pun intended. There's a cult actually following us. They're outside my window. (laughs) That would be horrifying. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) But it'd also kind of be like low-key, like... (laughs) Like low-key iconic, am I right? Low-key, like a serve. Like, whatever. Whatever. It's so creepy. Um, So some of the big artists in the 2000s, we got Beyonce. Beyonce? Beyonce? Beyonce. But you look like (laughs) Luther Vandross. (laughs) I hate that, like... That's my correlation whenever I hear Beyonce. My friends tell me I look like Beyonce. Beyonce! <laughs> um, our bad girl, Ray Ray. That's right. Bad girl, Ray Ray. Rude boy walked so everything else can run. I guess. I wouldn't say you're wrong. Instant classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady Gaga. Your paws up, <laughs> and that was when I first learned you were such a little monster. Well, when I said put your paws up, <laughs> well, yeah, no, because you like not like you admitted to it, like you were coming to like being like, Hey, like I have to tell you something, but I never knew that about you. Like, the young you were obsessed with Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, I mean, and we'll get still, to that yeah, later. We will. Um, I can't wait. I'm a, I'm a big little monster. I don't um, know what they call again, we have Britney Spears kind of staying on mm-hmm. the scene as she deserved. Mm-hmm. We got ourselves some Fergie. Fergalicious. Hit it, Fergie. London Bridge. That song is so I think horny. we should add it to the playlist that would kill <laughs> Prince Philip. Oh, I thought you meant like the podcast playlist. That I mean I'm that too, create. but like that playlist that's going around of what songs would I'm, kill no, Prince Fergalicious. Oh, Oh, no, London, London Bridge. Bridge. Uh, that one might actually be on the playlist. It should be. I hope as long it as it is. would K-word Prince Philip. Yeah. Um, 
we got Sierra, which I know, like, you're like, eh, and I was, like, disappointed, but it is yeah. what it is. One, two, step girl, really? <sighs> like, one hit wonder, sorry. No. Oh, my God. She has a few other hits. Name them. Bitch. <laughs> I got you. Really, I got you. Four K. Um, Ashley Simpson, "Pieces of Me." That song will always, always have leverage. You came into this history segment with an agenda. I really did. Um, <laughs> we got Kelly Clarkson, mm-hmm. "American Idol Baby." America's sweetheart. She really is. To, to be honest. Yeah, she has her own TV Came show. Came a time she's missed. She, she has Came her, a time she has missed. She has her own she TV hasn't. show now. She does. She deserves. Yes. Um, Avril Lavigne, the true Canadian queen. Yes. Um, Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. I'm a Katy cat. No, I'm not. But I like her. Yeah. I feel like um she went through a phase she did. where people hated her for no reason. Yeah. I, 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 I think a lot of artists go through that. Yeah. Not all, but like there, and like she started a bunch of feuds. Like she had the one with Taylor Swift, yeah, Minaj with whoever else. Yeah, she. I just think it's the I the um, the whole being in like, the, not to be like, using a cliche, but the limelight or just being so like she is a big star. Like if you are a big star, no matter what you do, you're gonna cause controversy, even if you're not trying to. Like she, yeah. like you said, she didn't really do anything, but people. Are gonna run with that, or she did something I forgot about, but yeah, it always it's like I don't pay like not to be like shady. I just don't pay enough attention to her. No, yeah. Um, we got Nelly Furtado. Furtado or Furtado? Furtado. I keep saying Furtado. I don't know why. Nelly Furtado. Thank you. Furtado sounds like a musical term. Like now, Furtado. Does like you trill? I'm sorry, Nelly. If you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, sweetie. Um, you did not deserve that. I give you a free voucher to punch me in the face. She's gonna be a man eater now. I deserve it. Yeah. Um, I would be honored actually because I love that song so much. <laughs> we got Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. We got the Pussycat Dolls. You can't say that word. What word? Dolls. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. I gotta stop. Um, and then also like during this time it was like the emergence of singing competition shows as we mentioned with Kelly Clarkson we got like American Idol mm-hmm. um, there's like the X Doctor we saw there was America's Got Talent mm-hmm. um, now we have The Voice mm-hmm. now we have The Masked Singer okay but The Masked Singer isn't like well it's what a celebrity and a bunch of random people I have no idea I couldn't tell you I don't watch it okay I don't watch it either I just yeah, watch so the I'm comment. not gonna pretend to know something I really and don't and Wendy Williams bit what? I said I just watched the oh, Kermit and <laughs> the Wendy, Wendy Williams, Williams bit. bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyways, also <laughs> this was the time where Disney stars really thrived. Like this is where they had not only yeah. their acting but their singing careers. Everyone had a singing career. Hillary even Duff. If they could not sing. Lindsay Lohan. Ashley Tisdale. Lindsay Lohan wasn't a Disney person. She kind of was. She was like part of their brand, but she didn't have like a show. No, but she had like movies I and guess. like other stuff. Vanessa Hudgens, mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. Hannah Montana. Different people. Different people. Allie and AJ. Yes. Ugh. Different people. Different people. <laughs> Not just one. Clearly. One blonde boot. Um, And in terms of just like, I think pop music in general, this is where I'm going to end it in terms of, I guess, history or like looking back. There's a lot of criticism it faces. Um, and this comes to people saying that like a lot of the lyrics 
are overly simplistic and repetitive and there's a lack of meaning. Um, but we also have to take into account things like the cultural impact of lip syncing and what that did to our society then and now. Because now I don't think it's as frowned upon or people aren't as bothered by it as it was back in the early 2000s. I guess because it was such a new thing, people were just like, this is insane. But, like, listen, I understand when it's, like, a live performance that's going to be aired lip syncing. But, like, if you're an artist and you're giving a concert that people have paid for and you're lip syncing, I think either discount the tickets or cancel the performance until you can perform live because what the fuck are they paying for just to fucking see you a performance yeah but like no yeah no i agree um i really yeah um and then also the in terms of like uh, i guess like looking at this from a critical standpoint we have to think of like um the image and the pressure of the pop star like that trope and like it's hard not to britney yeah it's hard not to think about like people like britney i say we as in, I was like as if, <laughs> as if Kay and I were actively outside of her house, like, like protesting with our her cameras and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I was not. I was in my bedroom on Long Island. And I talked seven. about <laughs> and another person I talked about. We actually talked about this. I mean, not a pop star, but I think it like it kind of fits like the image of like the the um virgin whore dichotomy. Um, oh, we're bringing in the virgin whore dichotomy. We're bringing in lit crit baby. Um, Desdemona. We, Desdemona. <laughs> um, Megan Fox yeah. suffered from this for years just for being... So weird. Yeah, literally she She did, was so hot that people hated her. Yeah, she huh? did nothing. She, wanted her to be ugly? I don't get it. She gave us no reason to, to act like that. And by yeah. us, I don't mean us. I mean them. It's just like it gets to the point where it's just like, okay, people just hate women. Yeah. Unless they can control them or own them in some way, they hate them. Like, they would hate her if she was ugly, and they hate her because she's hot. It's yeah. just, but there's it's just like, no winning for her. Yeah. I mean, there is. Being her is winning enough. She's, she's a milf. She is. She was then, even before she was one. Before, before she, she was had a mom. children. Yeah. Well, that would just. She was just a hot person then. Once you have the child, then you're a milf. Yeah, I, I need people. Okay, this is just a general announcement. I need people, mostly the the Gen Zers on TikTok, to stop calling Harry Styles a dilf. That man is like 25, 26 years old. Yeah, I don't even know how old he, he is. I knew 94. He, I knew he was really young. He's born in 94. That man is not a dilf. He has no children. He barely has a mortgage. Okay? He, he barely has wrinkles. He's still in his 20s. You know, you don't go into DILF territory until you're, like, 35. The least. Yeah. The youngest. I would say, I would agree. Like, later 30s. If you're calling least. anyone under 35 a DILF, Freud, uh, I'm bringing him back because... We're bringing him back to bully you. I Yeah. And then Sigmund, I, and then I, I would also get bring him, him back Sigmund. so I could kill him. Yeah. That'd be fun I for mean, me. kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. He would love that when he's, like... And you are killing me because you hate your father. He would definitely <laughs> get some weird kink out of you killing him. I wouldn't say. You think he was horny? I think he was asexual. I think he was so horny. Okay. I this mean, is a discussion lo- for another day. Lo- we don't yeah. want to talk about men. This is a woman's episode. This really is. Um. Now into the main segment. Well, I wanted to give quick oh, shout out to Aretha Franklin. Yes. Um, Ella Fitzgerald. Ugh. 
Queen. Who I think is one of the best vocalists of all time. Agreed. And specifically to a single song by the Veronicas called Untouched. Because every time I remember, it's like avocado toast. I think <laughs> I remember it every once in a while and I'm like, this is all I want to listen to. This is all I need. And then like the and then it 40th time I listen to it, I'm just like, all right, time to listen to something else. And I forget about it for another few months. <sighs> so Cheers. Untouched by the Veronicas is avocado toast. Changed my mind. Quote. Okay. Um, now into the main segment. Yes, now into the main segment. Now. Ba, ba, da, da. Um, we're going to be naming, listing, rating our top five pop girlies. It's we very, are. I feel like it's uh, demeaning to call them pop girlies. You know, women of pop music. Yes. If you will. You know, women changing <laughs> women, music. Women identifying. As we know it. Um, you can start. I can start. Ooh. I'm not going in any order this time. I'm not either game. because I could, but why, I also it's like why are we pitting women against exactly. each other? Yeah. But all women are equally powerful. Girl bosses. They really are. They're all girl bosses. They're all doing their own thing differently because you know they're unique individuals and they're all killing it. So yeah, we're not gonna say like this one's better over the other. What's These... that Michelle Obama thing? Which you... one? Oh, it's just like constantly raising the bar. Oh, constantly raising. Oh, <laughs> you go, queen. Constantly raising the bar. Yeah. Oh. And doing so. <laughs> I like the one where it's flawlessly. <laughs> the clown instead. <laughs> yeah. Like, you clown. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> go. Um. I guess for number five, I'm gonna talk about Marina, aka. Former Marina and the Diamonds. Marina Diamandis. Yes, Marina Diamandis. She posted Diamandis. like not a thirst trap on TikTok the other day. Did she? She posted just a video of herself, but to me that's a thirst trap because she's hot. <laughs> she is. Does she have kids? No. I don't think so. Because she's like she qualifies in that MILF territory. Is she? How old is she? Like I thought she was like in her early thirties. Is she? I'm gonna have to look I, this up like really quick. The same age as well, actually she's probably a bit younger than Lana Del Rey. Have you listened to Lana Del Rey's new album? Of course I have. I have not. Is it good? It's good. Listen, it's I've no, heard that it's, it's unfortunately good. <laughs> it is it is no um Norman Rockwell. Norman fucking Forking Rockwell. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it is very good. Um, I definitely have differing opinions on some of the songs. Some mm. of some of the girlies are really going off on one song on the track list. Okay. Um, aka the Men in Music's conference. I kept on seeing tweets about that, and I had no fucking idea what was going yeah, on. Yeah, it's it's from uh, White Dress, which is like everyone yeah. is losing their absolute damn minds over. I guess we'll have to. And I'm gonna just keep it at that because I don't know if I really have opinions. Anyways, um, she's actually 35 years old, so she <gasps> she would qualify. She would. She doesn't have any kids. So. I know. Um, vocally. Mm-hmm pure yeah um so strong very like operatic in a yes way. she's she's our european goddess mm -hmm. she's greek yes you couldn't tell by that last name diamandis i, I know Ugh, she's so beautiful so talented and also i love i think in the 2010s she really took a hold on female empowerment female sexuality and put it to the forefront and subverted um, different archetypes in music 
in just like the world scene. Um, How to be a heartbreaker music video changed the game where she objectified men the whole time. Listen, a little bit of uh, misandry is okay sometimes. Yeah. Payback. It it is more than okay. I love she, how she she definitely influenced way too much of my personality in like the ninth grade. Yeah, because like, she I should. This the summer before I I went to high school, I got really into like Lana Del Rey and Marina and the Diamonds. Oh damn, you were depressed, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my. no, I wasn't even at the time, so it was just like no, I just you were like I, fake depressed. I was like getting into like that whole aesthetic vibe thing and like. Cherry emoji Tumblr, Twitter. Yeah, Tumblr was about to take a turn into like what we call 2014 Tumblr, where it was like just like pictures of iced coffee and like Doc Martens and oil stains. There was also the horny side of Tumblr. It did exist. Oh, yeah, where it was like choke me and yeah. I want to fucking die, but not for you, babe, and like eating <laughs> cigarettes. And... and then like I think of like all the um, fanfare behind American Horror Story season one, Murder House with um, Violet yeah. and Tate. Like that that was all over You're Tumblr. You're all I want. <laughs> You're all I want. Go away. Um, <laughs> I didn't even fucking watch that. Half the stuff that like was popular at the time I wasn't even engaging with. But it became culture. I was fucking listening to Night Visions by Imagine Dragons, okay? <laughs> I wasn't smoking cigs. <laughs> I was crying over algebra work. <laughs> um correct me if I'm wrong. The lead singer, his name is Dan, Dan Reynolds, Reynolds, right? Ugh, see, my mind. I even knew that. I'm proud of yeah. myself. Uh-huh. I'm like, as like I told you, I'm not the biggest fan, and like I knew that. <laughs> um, but Marina. Yeah, sorry, Marina. Um, Electric Heart is personally my favorite album of hers. It's a good one. It's one I resonate with the most. It's the one I think I found myself fully like from start to finish involved with, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very conceptual album. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it tells a story. It really does. It's um, like she almost put on like a persona for it. Yeah, but it's a it's a fun one. And her music videos from that era are just immaculate, beautiful. Oh, they're so good. I I was obsessed. I still obsessed. watch them. Um, I think one of my favorite songs by her, and specifically that um album, is "Starring Role" because it's so haunting and it has that mm-hmm. that ballad type ambiance to it. Yeah, I think in reflection, I don't love that one as much. I loved Teen Idol at the time, oh, and I still that. do. It's it's very haunting. It's very. I would tweet out the lyrics to that. People would be like, "Are you, are you okay? okay?" No, I would be concerned too because yeah, it's that song <laughs> yeah. is very potent, but it's very powerful, and I think it's really interesting. Like, I would love to like you know if I did like a unit on like poetry and like songs and stuff and like compare like I would love to use that song as an example and get their like this like the kids or students perception of that the song youth. yeah like what do, do they, they think of it because it, it has a very i think universal message mm. yeah so yeah that's my my number five who's well, yours number five is i some people have been like i wouldn't consider a pop girly but that's what it said under her genre so okay whatever um it's kate bush okay um miss miss alternative kind of queen um I give her all pop for sure vibe. Yeah, I mean she yeah. is, I, I guess, primarily pop. Maybe more like. And she became like folk-ish. super big again. Yeah, she had like a renaissance over the summer, which yeah. I don't even think she knows about. I mean, maybe she knows because like she 
all of a sudden a lot more money started coming in. But good for her. Um, yeah, because I think some of her songs were going like viral on TikTok. Again, TikTok is such like a chokehold on the music industry right now. It really does. Um, Wuthering Heights got big. Then Babushka got big on TikTok, and those are great songs. But uh, Kate Bush walked so the Bronte <laughs> sisters could run. Exactly. Love and Anger is a. Is good song like it gives me the fucking chills i love it um i like have for the a few nights last week i fell asleep listening to hounds of love would recommend great album maybe not the best for sleep i had some weird dreams but yeah also like when i think of her music what emotion do i think i don't know i just feel like an unhinged woman yeah like i feel like she was there, the Lana Del Rey of that. Yeah, just more depression era, music. But like for the soul, less, feed the soul. Less Republican. Ooh, you're I don't not... think I don't think Kate Bush dated any cops. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kate Bush wears a. a I don't say. I think Kate Bush would wear a mask. <laughs> oh, oh, but Lordy. yeah, I love Kate Bush, and not just because her name is Kate. Yeah, which is one of my many names. You were na- Did you know that your parents named you after Kate Bush? They actually named me after Kathleen from You've Got Mail. Nice. Meg Ryan's parents did. Nice. I don't even know if that's true, but we have the same name. So I mean, cool. I hope that's true because that would be a good story. You were named after Dean Craig Bel- Pelton oh. from Community. 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 Yeah. Wow, who, am, who am I, Craig? I know. I can't talk we got to stop hanging out together. No, yeah, can, I think it's the could. last episode. Oh my god, no, I would cry. I'd actually like cry in my room by myself if that happened. <laughs> I would feel like a piece it won't. Of, yeah, no, I feel like a piece of me would be missing. Oh. Um, going into my number four. This is a tough one. Again, we're not. I, I, I keep having to mentally remind myself we're not like ranking them, but they're all no, equal. They are. Miley Cyrus. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you know when she was on Disney, she when she was on Disney crazy yeah because she you know she played um opposite of hannah montana oh that was her yes okay yeah um so that was a gag by the way guys please don't call me out we we are very we are self-aware of miley cyrus and hannah montana and their relationship Mm -hmm. um no but like honestly i give her a lot of credit in sense of like her um maturity her responsibility and like her professionalism at such a young age and that's what i always hear about when i like listen to interviews from other people um and she was so talented from such a young age she was literally like touring the world at like 14 15 years old which is a lot of pressure yeah and then it makes you like kind of understand when she had her you know whatever mental break or whatever bangers era like i understand why she would do all that after having to do all that as such a young person well she had no control yeah it's just like and now it's her really time to be, to be free so she's gonna go to the absolute other extreme and now you know it's not that even that she's like mellowed now because she still very much is like kind of a wild child but like um she's found her voice in a way that's more authentic that wasn't her trying to prove something or being controlled but yeah so. um and then obviously outside of um kind of like the Hannah Montana-esque vision. She had her own albums. I think one that is so underrated is her Can't Be Tamed album. Was it, that like her first one after pretty much leaving the show? Um, 
I think she was still on the show. Because I remember, like, I think it was Adam Shankman. He directed that music video where she was, like, in the cage. And yes. that was, like, a big controversial it thing. It was. It was a big moment. My mother um, was like, remember, she shouldn't be doing that. Do you remember and I was what like, year the show cool. ended? Probably, like, 2010, 2011. Okay, because the album Can't Be Teen came out in 2010. So it was kind of around that time. Look that up. But, um corroborate my details here such a great album and there's like a lot of songs in there if you look at the lyrics you kind of really understand what was going on at the time you're like oh my goodness like very powerful also it ended in 2011 yeah so this came out before so who owns my heart such an anthem it's such a bop if that is not the first fucking song i hear when i go to the club after this pandemic i don't want the club wow it is I I think the uh, first song is gonna have to be "Stupid Love" by Lady Gaga. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think. And you, then you won't course, have any control with, there. Um. Just lastly, with Miley, with the release of Plastic Cards, her newer album, like you said before, she's really found her niche. She's found her sound. Incredible from start to finish. What an album! I really hope she like once this pandemic is over, she goes on tour with that album because I would die to see it. Like, yeah. So many hits. She brought Billy Idol onto that album, one of my faves. She brought Stevie Nicks. She got a lot of great collaborators. Joan Jett. Joan Jett. Even though I don't like that song. I'm not huge on that song either, (laughs) but like it is a great. You told me no skips on that album, and I was like, there's like two that are like skips. Uh, Like I don't skip it. It's just not my favorite. Mm. Um, but uh, just it's raw. She is raw power. Yeah. Yeah. I like Miley. Um. Okay, so next on my list, I've mentioned her like three or four times now, is Miss Stephanie Germanata, 5-2, Italian girl from New York. There could be a, a hundred people in a room. Lady Gaga. I don't know. I was just saying. <laughs> I knew exactly the whole But when you said 5-2, I thought that was like part of the name. I'm like, is there something extended on her birth certificate no. I don't know about? And no, I'm like, no, oh, no, you're, no. her height. Um. So... Um, I was a big, like, okay, so the question that, um, Bowen and Matt ask on Las Culturistas all the time is, you know, what was the culture that made you think culture is for you? For me, Mm. it's not the Muppets, actually, and it's not like Harry Potter or anything like that. I would say, yeah, I know, (laughs) (laughs) it was, um. The Born This Way album by Lady Gaga. Wow. Because it came out when I was in the seventh grade. When you were born? Grade, when I was born. Yep. Um, the seventh or eighth grade, um, you know, and those are grades when you're becoming yourself and whatnot. And it was like the, one of the first albums I like went out, bought, owned, um, and just loved, absolutely devoured and really Ooh, what a word re- devoured <laughs> it really resonated with me i would literally bring the physical album to school with me in my backpack as like a good luck charm it is a good album um and if that's not the most like bisexual thing you've ever heard in your life like then i don't know what it is at the eighth grade formal i kept on requesting different lady gaga songs and they were like <laughs> i'm only gonna play a few like we can't play the whole album but like ma'am this is a heterosexual only school <laughs> we can't be playing like, all this this is too fruity we can't yeah. we're gonna get complaints um we i remember we played like wouldn't a lady... it be the first time smithtown complaint mm. Ooh. 
there was we played like a Lady Gaga medley in my band class, and I like freaked out, and I was like, I should have seen the signs, but whatever. Your band teacher must have been in love with you. I mean, she liked me. I was one of her favorite students. That's why she did it. Maybe it's homage to you. Homage, yeah, a homage to me. Um, but yeah, I just that album is so good. I would say no skips. Um, I wish she would make an album like that again. I mean, not to say that like Chromatica was bad, but it that didn't... was your era. Yeah, that was Mary like my Night. Lady Gaga era. I even loved fucking. I just said Marry the Night. I just named like a song I meant for in this way. The well, Marry the Night. Oh my god, that music video. Yeah, that's part of why I started, you know, really getting into film. It's like that music video is like a short film. It's so fucking cinematic. Yeah, and amazing. She has vision. Yeah, and I like what Lady Gaga does. Um, where each album is kind of like an experiment with a certain persona and an aspect of fame where like you have the fame the fame monster born this way art pop joanne cheek to cheek even chromatica probably missing one but all of these albums are like her putting on like a different persona and exploring a different type of famous person in a way like you know, now she's kind of doing, like, the movie star thing. But, like, yeah. it's so different than, like, Chromatica. Like, going from Chromatica to, like, her filming this Gucci movie. Yeah. Like, it, she's just such an interesting artist. I will always be amazed She's very by her. versatile. And What's I your, love her. I'm curious because, again, as I have expressed to you, nothing against her. I'm just not her biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Another reason my gay card's being revoked. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy her as an artist. I think she's extremely talented. It's just like not always my sound, but there are songs of her definitely I'll listen to over and over again. What is your favorite from the fame? I need to know. Oh, now I have to look at the fame because I, I get the fame and the fame monster mixed. Jeez, because they came around the same time. Yeah. Um, fame. Hmm. I don't know, maybe just because I'm so nostalgic for it, but paparazzi. You have such taste. That is probably... And it also has the connection. I'm not the biggest fan of her, like I said, but that is probably one of my favorite pop songs of all time. That also connects to me because without that song, I wouldn't have half my friends Mm. in a way. Because without that song, Grayson Chance would not have covered it at his talent show that is true would not have become a little music star would not have started a fandom where i ended up meeting a bunch of my best friends so. that is very true isn't that insane it, it is insane thank you lady gaga for that yes and amongst other things thank you so much yeah um my number three is going to be um charlotte lawrence I don't know if you're too familiar with her. I, I showed you a few of her songs. I remember in the car once. I've listened to her. She's very stuff. much up and coming. I believe she was like in the modeling industry and then like broke out into like the singing career. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I say? She's so young. She's, she's an icon now. <laughs> she's an icon. She is a legend. She is the moment. Now come on now. Like she's so young. She's so influential. She's so like. Again, I've never met her, but just through, like, her socials and everything, she just seems so grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just has this really unique tone to her voice. And her songs, oh, they just really pop off. And what I also love about her, so her 
and Florence Pugh have developed this really cute friendship. Because we love Florence Pugh. I know. I love her so much. But so Florence is like a Charlotte Lawrence stan. And so as we know, Florence is first and foremost a chef before anything else. Yep. Um, so whenever she does her cooking videos, like a lot, there's I think multiple times. I don't know if it was like once or multiple times, but there, um, Charlotte's songs were playing in the background, and then Charlotte like put it on her story and was like, oh, like oh my god, like I can't believe like mm-hmm. Florence Pugh listens to my music type thing, and they like kind of interacted from there. I'm here for it. I'm obsessed. If Florence Pugh listens to her, all of you should too. Check her out. That's true. Yeah. Um. Okay, so next on my list is also, I mean, I would say she's up and coming, but, like, she's in her moment right now, um, and it's a long time coming. She's been in the industry for a while, and now she's, like, finally yeah. getting her due. I'm ready for it. And that is Miss Rina Sawayama. Rina! Who I introduced to Craig, not yes. physically. We haven't actually met, but, like. Not yet, I, but we will meet her. We were going, we went to, like, a few different, like, home goods and Marshalls or whatever yeah over the summer and i was like i'm gonna play a song that is like the greatest pop song ever paradise and it was paradise and that's like that memory is locked into my brain that's a core memory yeah (laughs) it is a core memory um and that song is off of her newest album self-titled sawayama it is a nose gifts album it is one of the best pop albums of all time Mm -hmm. and i'm not afraid to say that um, it's Elton John approved, so it is. He likes he has like the same taste in music as I do. He, has he good said taste. that he was gonna like kick someone if Phoebe Bridgers didn't. He win. said he was gonna hit someone. Sorry, hit someone yes. if Phoebe Bridgers didn't win a Grammy. I felt I was that. like, you and me too, you and me both, babe. Yeah. Um, I hope he hit someone. He probably did. I hope. I want to know who he hit. I hope it was John Mayer for some reason. <laughs> in a perfect world. Yeah, I I don't like John Mayer. But we're talking about Rina. Um, her sound is just so, like, unique. And it's just nostalgic. But it's also so new. Yeah. And nobody else is truly doing it like her as far as music videos, visuals, um, and just sound, you know, sonically. Um, like... SDFU is one of the most interesting songs. So good. Like, n- literally no one else could have written that. Um, that goes on the playlist to kill Prince Philip. Oh, yes. For sure. Absolutely. Tokyo Love Hotel is so good. Um, that whole album is amazing. Um, but what I wanted to say about her is, like, she is uh, Japanese and British. She is... A British citizen, I believe now, but yeah. she wasn't eligible for like a Brit nomination mm-hmm. last year. Yes, and she's finally eligible this year. I'm so happy for her, and that's just great. And a lot of her music is about like kind of that identity um, of like not feeling like she's completely British because you know her parents are Japanese immigrants, and like I think that's also why I really like Mitski. It's like she writes about those experiences a lot. Yeah. And so it's so specific to her music. And so it's not just like, so I, I take a issue with like the whole pop music, like the lyrics are so simplistic and it's not about anything because it's like you can have like kind of that iceberg effect thing, like akin to a Hemingway, if you will, mm-hmm. where like they say little, 
and it means a lot. It's just like you're just not paying attention. Yeah. You know, it could sound so, I don't know, surface level, but it there's a lot there. And that's why, like, I don't know, people always are like, how can you talk that deeply about this pop artist? Like, how can you talk this deeply about whatever? And it's just like, because there is so much Because there. it's there. And it's you just like. You need to look at it. You need to look for it. Like, no one's just making music just to make music unless you're, like, I don't know, a child. But even then, like, I would say JoJo Siwa's making music. She is. And it has meaning. It it does. You're just not seeing it. But love, Rena. We love you. Rena, we can't wait to meet you one day. It's going to happen. I would love to meet her. It's going to happen. She's so, I think she's tall. I'm speaking into existence. Manifesting for us. Okay. I'll manifest it, too. Um, my number two artist on my list, she's like queen of my heart. I talk about her religiously. Are we talking about Vanessa? We are talking about <laughs> Vanessa. Carlton, not Hudgens. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, we need to make that very clear and distinct. Make my way on time. Yeah, Vanessa Carlton. Um, the amount of times I've watched her architectural digest of her flat in Brooklyn. You're obsessed. It's disgusting. <laughs> I I will know I have made it in this world when I get a text message or an email or preferably like a calligraphy oh. like sent card from her personally inviting me into her warm abode. Oh, like I would not be able to contain myself. No. I would have an aneurysm. Yeah. Like just, I literally am getting really worked up right now. I like, can I, see I, that. I, I'm, oh. You get like this sometimes. Like there's a few times that you FaceTime me and I'm like, oh, what is it today? And you're just like. <gasps> yeah, that's how I feel right now. Like, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm about to cry. Like just thinking about this. It's I, okay. Let it out, babe. Oh my god, space. I love her. Ever since, you know why? I just there's deep nostalgia with it. So she was an early two thousands queen of music, um, and I just really have like really fond memories of. She's like my go to karaoke songs. Mm-hmm. Um, my go to karaoke song is "Ordinary Day," which is probably again one of my favorite pop songs of all time by it Vanessa Carlton. Um, I can listen to it every day hundreds of times and never get sick of it it tells such like a a great story um and she's just so talented i love her i think she's so cool too like she's just like so down to earth and as you taught me the last time Mm -hmm. i won't repeat this segment but stevie nicks officiated her her wedding wedding. like that is the iconicism of it all i wish i hope Steve like Nicks is still around to appreciate my wedding. I know, but that just shows how cool she is. Like, yeah. no, Stevie Nicks wouldn't do that for anyone. No. Like, not everyone, I should say. Like, no that's common unsa- bitch. Yeah, no <laughs> common bitch is going to get officiated <laughs> by her. So, Vanessa Carlton, you are at that, that tier for her. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, wow. It's so weird because, you know, she's an artist who I know of and, like, I've heard songs by her, but, like, I've never heard her described as, like, someone's one of their favorite yeah, artists. She, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's not very well. I think, yeah, like, when we're young and if we get attached to a certain musician, like, because they're popular at the time and we just, like, follow them from there, it's just, like, now you have all this embedded nostalgia with yeah. them as well. Like, I'm sure there's artists that, like, I like or remember from my childhood that it's, like, 
why like they had like one hit and she's like I just have been following them since then. Yeah, and, that's and like not to say like she isn't well, like she isn't the most well known, but not that she isn't. Mm-hmm. Also, like that—that's what I'm saying. Like that was like the peak of her career was like when she was young yeah. in the early two, or younger in the early 2000s. She still makes music. I think her last album she put out, I want to say, was like 2017. Mm. Um, definitely had a little bit of a different sound than like her earlier music. Um, again, she's still just always talented, super incredible. Um, super quick best thing happened i went to the record store a few uh weeks ago when i got you that little cd gift that was like two weeks ago i said a few a few is like three, three. okay a two. couple okay it's a couple two. so i i, I english have... major my ask listen i have no concept of time that is one thing i will like admit to and i will die it's tuesday isn't it? i will die on that hill to all the besties out there i do have no concept of time so i'll be like oh this happened like a month ago when it happened yesterday yeah, i literally have none that's true so i went to the record store and i was like i was you know perusing through the aisles put your records on got put your records on and i did i got some stuff but i'm like you know what i want some vanessa carlton i saw her like her newer album was on vinyl but like i wanted like older stuff so it's like like maybe they'll have a CD so I asked them and sure enough there was one copy of it and it was like not like a physical out al- like one of her like albums but it was like a compilation album of like all her greatest hits throughout her career wow. and I lost it I'm like this is like a treasure so it's it's currently in my car being played mm-hmm. on repeat um yeah if God were to put his records on what would his favorite song be The first one that came to mind is Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. I think it's because one of the commandments is that thou shalt not lie. <laughs> that, thou hips shall not lie. That was one of the, uh, that was like the 11th. That was the 11th commandment. It was, it was like, there was some debris on it of sorts. There was. Cl- no, Moses had 15 and then he dropped one of the tablets. From the oh. That was a. That's Damn like it, his, Moses. History of the world, or is that what that's from? I have no idea. You're not as true cinephile as myself. I'm anyway. sorry. Anyways. Um, on to my second favorite artist, and this is someone who we both really like, I suppose, and that's Miss Taylor Swift. Taylor. 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 Um... So, I mean, some very formative albums for me were Fearless and Sparks Fly. Not Sparks Fly. Fucking speak now. I always call it Sparks Fly. I know. And this is why you will never be a Swifty. Because that's the better track than Speak Now. Okay. Part of me really wants to hardcore agree with you. However, Speak Now recently has grown a lot. Like, it's always been a good song. But, like, as of recent, I've, I'll i listen to it. And I'll, like, really, like, kind of sit there with the lyrics. as like, mm. and I'm like, oh, damn. It's kind of lost it for me. That's okay. I think it's because I had that. It, it seemed like a more attainable thing <laughs> when I was younger. I was like, yeah, you can just walk into a wedding and be like, no. I mean, you, you they can. they never say that anymore. They rarely do they say that in an actual wedding ceremony. Are you sure? I altar served at a bunch of them, and they I never don't know. say. I'm trying to think of the last wedding I went to. They never do speak now or forever hold your peace. They don't allow well, for they rejections. Don't, they don't say it like that. Sometimes, sometimes they word it differently. 
Does anyone have anything mean to say? No. <laughs> Does anyone have a, a roast for this couple? We're going to do a quick roast before these two Comedy Central not. couple roast. <laughs> um, anyway, Red was like the album for me when I was in like the ninth grade. Um, and I mean, I was like kind of out of it with her for a while, like during the Reputation and Lover eras. We know this. Um, and she really just brought me back hardcore with folklore and evermore like we are folklores yeah yeah um like she's just a, such an incredible songwriter like she was just born to be like a storyteller in that way and yeah. it, you, it just shows like her grammy performance i'm not getting over her for a really long time i will never it, it is was so good ethereal yeah like she she has also the stage presence like she there was no way she wasn't going to be a star. No. And no there's way. not that many people who you can say that about, I feel like. But yeah. I would say everyone on my list, yeah, there's no way that they couldn't have been stars, but especially t- Miss Taylor Swift. Um, Yeah, I just, she's always been there in my life, I feel like. Her self-titled came out, what, 2006? Mm-hmm. So I was eight when that came out. So, yeah, from when I could really start liking things on my own, Taylor Swift's been there, and I've, and I've liked her. You know, reputation she'll have to answer for one day, but we won't get into that today. I've told you once, and I'll tell you again. Like I, I fear for your safety because the gays will find where you live, and they will literally rip you shred to shred. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. I, I guess, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm sorry, girl. It's gonna happen. Like everyone loves reputation. I, not everyone, obviously. It's like one of her lower-rated albums. I don't think so. I think so. Look it up on Pitchfork, bitch. Okay, are we really going to trust Pitchfork? No, I mean, I know they're all pretentious on there, but, like, if you if you just look. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, We're not talking about her bad, her flops. We're talking about her bops. And uh, I love Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I don't know if I want to, like, talk about her now because you just did. She no, would've... continue it. You could have been a dialogue. I mean, a dialogue. A dialogue. I know. Like, I'm just, like, so blank right now. Like, my, my mind is blank. You got a blank space, baby. And I'll write your name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I will. Me, me sounding so unenthused as if she's not I guess we'll my, talk about Taylor as, Swift. As, as if she's not. As my, if you weren't in, in this room last week with your fucking uh, folk, folklore cardigan or, or whatever. Yeah, as if she's not, like, my favorite artist. Well, my top three. Yeah, because I have, like, three girlies that are kind of tied but mm-hmm. she mm, it goes back and forth anyways yeah miss taylor swift number one um what can i say 1989 is pop perfection it's great it is i i i fear for humanity when she re-releases 1989 taylor's version because i will go absolutely fucking feral it's gonna be that utopia photo <laughs> it will be <laughs> That's oh gonna my be the god world by that point. even just the, the the sneak peek of it for the the horse commercial the horse trailer jake gyllenhaal playing the father playing the dilf um i was losing it and of course when she released that i was at work and i was getting a million text messages from all different people while i was teaching nice. and i was like rushing to my phone i was like out of breath i was like what's going on and then i saw her and then i, I lost my mind see um, the way that people text you about taylor swift is the way that people texted me about like kermit on the mass singer yes where people were like did you see this and i was just like <laughs> of course i mean 
<laughs> I was getting the DMs from people about Kermit, and it, it felt it felt right. Um, but yeah, like I I'm just so at a loss of words right now of what to say about Taylor because Taylor is Taylor, and um, I don't know. It's not just like her music; it's her concerts because they're just not concerts. They're experiences. Experiences the same way like going to a movie is yeah. one thing, but seeing an Avengers film is like a whole different thing. Okay, let's please for the love of God, let it, let us not compare Taylor with Avengers. No, I'm saying like how it's a cultural event that you okay. like it's important because you share it with other people and, you know. Yeah. It's like it's for it's like you're all, you're there for you want to see something you really like, but it's also like a spectacle and entertainment. And everyone there will be your friend. Um, my One of my best memories from a Taylor show, of course, 1989 is my favorite album, but when I saw her for Rep Tour, I want to say it was the second time I saw Rep Tour, uh, my friend and I um, befriended these two really lovely um, drunk queens. And they were just so fun. And they were having the time of their lives while no one else around them was. And they, like, sought us out and they partied with us and it was it was a time it brings everyone together um her pop-up shops when she releases albums and does that is so fun because again you make friends like online and i don't know it's just another part of the experience um i just think it's so great too how she is with the fans in terms of her secret sessions where she like secretly invites all these fans to her houses globally to listen to the album before it comes out like in her living room and like Mm -hmm. makes things for them like how cool are you? I would love if Taylor Swift would make me cookies. I would too. I would love like if she punched muffin. me, honestly. Oh. She could step on my neck. Oh. And I would thank her. Oh. Um, yeah, I just love her and her music and the versatility and like I feel like my my head is empty right now. I I'm like not I'm not speaking the justice it deserves, but Taylor I mean, I think we all know. I think we all know. And, of course, like in future episodes, she's going to continue to come up. Mm-hmm. She's going to be the ever-present. Her and, like, Bill Hader have been, like, the common threads throughout all the episodes I know. So far. Princess Bride, we got to bring you back. Like we said we would. I just – it doesn't come up as often as no, it's really Taylor depressing. Swift and Bill Hader. Can they collab? I'm telling you, they should in I- some way. <gasps> SNL, Bill Hader hosts – Taylor Swift is the is the musical, musical guest. guest. Or like I was even thinking if they did a movie together where they played love interests, that would be really entertaining. I don't know about that, but we'll see. Maybe she can uh, guest star on Barry. That'd be cool. It would make no sense. I would love to see it. <laughs> but like, are you saying guest star at Taylor Swift as Taylor Swift or Taylor Swift as like a character? I think she'd have to be Taylor Swift. That'd be pretty like, cool. Everyone would be like, you, just, you look just like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, my God. When they did that on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody with Ashley Tisdale. When they're yeah. Like, when she's like, I get told I look like Sharpay. They're like, you look nothing like Sharpay. Yeah. That's funny. Comedy but, was invented that day. It, it was, but as a kid, <laughs> I was angered. Yeah, no, that did piss me off. <laughs> um. Okay, so last one on my list. Maybe unconventional. Maybe you haven't seen this coming. I, did, I had a different one. When we last recorded, I think it's because I was in the headspace of these are people who have influenced me or whatever. Because mm. um, I had Britney Spears here, and I think it's also I was coming off of watching that documentary, yes. and I was very much in Britney mode. Yes, but I switched it to 
Miss CRJ, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, I am very surprised. Right, like, I guess I don't talk about her enough, but I think I've I've tweeted at least like once a year for the past few years. Like, CRJ has saved pop music once again. Yeah. Like, I adore her. I think she's so talented. Um, is she, is she Canadian? Yeah, she is. She is, yes. Um, dedicated and even its B sides are fucking amazing. All of them are bops, like legitimately no skips. Um, and to have like a B sides come out and like they're just as good as the original album. She's also a gay icon. She is. I don't know if she I actually know she does know that. She does she's, know that. She's bisexual. So um love to see it she runs pop i think call me maybe it was like a cultural event and a lot of people were like this song's so annoying a cultural fucking reset are you fucking the music video that song is so fucking good the music video like it's so catchy the music video is iconic because of how it ends it's so shocking oh isn't he he's gay, gay. yeah and she i goes think that's when she became a gay icon I think so too, and also <laughs> we have to take into consideration the time. I think it was 2012, correct? Yeah, it's like the eighth grade. So that was like very shocking. I guess it's just like I don't, the only other gay people I've seen are Kurt Ungly. <laughs> no, it's no, it's true. Like, I feel like gay representation was not prevalent at that <clears throat> time, and that was like less than ten years ago. I mean, I don't know. I just that's. People, like, made fun of it where they're like, this song is so annoying. It's so stupid. But I'm like, listen, it's so fun. It's it is so very good. Fun. <gasps> it gets stuck in your head. Do you know what's, like, one of her songs that is so boppy and, like, it reminds me of Summer? Is her it? collab with Owl City. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good yes, time. Yes, 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 yes. I thought you were going to talk about uh, Run Away With Me, which is also. That was next. Oh, my God. No, stop. Have you ever? I forgot. Ooh why this happened but i remember one of my exes at the time we were like in his room and i think he was doing homework and literally found a youtube video was that was like the sax interlude on a <laughs> loop oh my god <laughs> and was blasting it for like probably almost an hour that's amazing i it was kind of iconic but i just remember just being in a bad mood that day oh. and like i probably had a headache and like i think it, it was, had nothing to do with carly it right? had nothing to do with carly <laughs> it probably also had more to do with him and like, yeah yeah um i just i love her her music's so good she's an underage queen love to see her in concert um can't wait to see what she puts out next i know yeah i guess i, I have to be honest i need to, i don't know too much of her music you gotta listen to dedicated i want to listen to the b-side because i've heard the b-sides really good too phenomenal like, things about oh. it and also all the gays i think it came out like right at the beginning of quarantine last year all the gays talk about emotion oh, mo emotion too, yeah. yeah um yeah and so that's the end of our list yeah. um and really the end of the episode i was gonna do this other bit but i just don't feel like doing it and I don't think it's that interesting or important. Maybe we can slap it onto another episode. Perhaps. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, maybe like our rock episode I'll do. Okay. Because that's a fun one. That is going to be a really fun one. That would be a fun one. Um, Yeah, so that's like pretty much the end of the episode. Um, next week, we will be taking a short break. A hiatus? Or actually, I don't know. I might do a special episode without Craig yes. if he doesn't mind. I don't mind. I, I would love to pass the mic. 
Yeah. Yeah. A metaphorical and physical, probably passing the mic. mic. Yeah. Um, Craig will not be here for a little bit, but um, yeah, this was fun. I fucking love women. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I do too, because you know, why wouldn't I? I I was I went on a really long walk today, and I realized that like most of the music I listen to now is by women, and like that's almost like complete one eighty from like a year ish ago where like most of the people I listened to were men mm. and like my top five see being a a, a gay man that was <laughs> just a gay <laughs> a, a gay as you may say um literally my whole life was just girls and music I don't know I just it, I it hit me one day where I was like I don't listen to that many female musicians and now like most of the people I listen to and I I stand if you will um even though I fucking hate that word um are women who would have thought Look at me. Look, Look at us. us. Who would have thought? Not me. Um, and I just think, you know, they're just great. And there's there's so many conversations to be had about women in music and, like, how there's a double standard and, like, how their sexuality and the way they present themselves factors into their sales more than men. But, like, music, girl music good. Yeah. At the end of the day, girl music good. Um, I'm not going to be going off in the club to boy music i mean there's some male musicians i guess i could get down to but like it's no it's chloe a... x hallie doja cat no it's no ava max it's no kim i Petras. don't think we've mentioned ava max <sighs> at all okay how about we go through our phones and just shout out a bunch of female musicians that we haven't discussed because i feel like uh, people so, like, are gonna be like, you didn't mention I know. this person. For I the besties out them. there who don't know, Ava Max is our true queen. I love Ava Max. She, um, she's just doing Dula it. Peep. We didn't mention Dula Peep. I was going to. She was on my list of like uh, when I originally had ten, but you know I had to kind of cut back on that list. So she. Abba, are they pop? I they're a pop group. Yeah, and it's half and women. Yeah. Um. SZA. Mm. SZA. Ariana Grande, who I love. I just didn't put her in my top five. Selena Gomez. Mm. Listen, mm. you can have your opinions, but Fetish will always be the song of the year. Okay. Uh, Two recent people who I've been really getting into are Caroline Pilichek and yes. Aurora. Great. Absolutely great. Um, I think that's mostly it, I would say. Um. Yeah. Oh, Little Mix. Do I was you... never a Little Mix fan. Um, I really got into them with their most recent album. I highly recommend Confetti by Little Mix. Okay. Um, it really pops off. Okay. They have been paid dust for all these years, and they bring the vocals and they bring everything in between. They deserve it. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's mostly, I guess, who I'd say. I don't think I'm missing anyone big. If I am, oh, I'm going to get dragged. How did we forget about Jessie J? It's not about the money, money, money. She was a moment. She still is a she moment. She kind of still is. I view her as, like, the better Sia, if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it makes complete sense. Because, yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you for um, joining us. Let us know who your favorite 
girls in pop, women in pop are. Um, hope you all had a very pleasant and uh, nourishing Women's History Month. Yes. We um, celebrate them every month. Yeah. Not tell just us March. If there's any, you know, up-and-coming women musicians you know, if you are a female musician, um, let us know. We'll shout you out on Twitter, maybe out in the pod. Not that we have that much influence, but like. Yes, but slowly and surely we are getting there. We're getting new followers every day, which is exciting. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Raiders of the Pod. I'm at Katie Spica on Twitter. Uh, you don't have to follow me on Instagram. I don't ever really post. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Satire and Such on Twitter. Um, I just post a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Me too, honestly. Um, you can email us at raiders at the pod at gmail.com if you have ideas or comments or criticism even. Um, I'm open to criticism. I will cry, but I'm open to it. I will cry and it will it will just feel good. And yeah. we will learn from it and we will go forward with your criticism. Mm-hmm. We will learn from it. Yes. Okay. Um, so this is end of Rears of the Lost Arts. I've been Kay. I've been Craig. And go, go watch, watch a goddamn, goddamn movie. movie. Okay, bye guys. Bye.